Jesse Peterson, director and founder of a grassroots organization called Bond, Brotherhood Organization of a New Destiny. And you, how, uh, what, what would you like to say as you listen in? Uh, first, I'd like to say that Bond is rebuilding the black community by rebuilding the black man. And what Mr. Ali is stating in his book is right on the money. It's very, very true. But what happened, what happened, the black man has failed. And because of that, the black woman has to take the responsibility on the black man. And she can't hammer the responsibility. Reverend Peterson, it's Alan Combs. Welcome to our show. Sorry you're late. Hey, hi, Alan. Uh, I'm going to pray for you, Alan. I'll be going to pray for me. you. I was, I was, I was praying. I was, I was praying that you weren't stopped uh, because of uh, driving while black on the way over. Well, you know, studio. Alan. Alan, I'm glad that the police officers are out there doing their job. It's unfortunate that uh, good people have to suffer for the bad. And so it's a fact that in, in our community, in the black community across the country, too many black men, especially, are committing crimes. Wait a minute, doesn't it just... They don't. You're, you're they full don't. of it. You let are me full you, of let it. Me say you, have, you are operating. Let me say, you're you going to have to be quiet. You can't run the show. You're going to have to be quiet. You're going to have to be quiet. Julianne, you have to. because you asked me to. If the host asked me to, I will. But not because you are talking to me. How dare you? Julian, you gotta you. give him the floor for a this second. Is, why? Here. All right. Because he John, isn't saying anything. This is, coming, this is this a nonsensical woman Julianne, who cannot, who cannot even you, you're have respect to be quiet. himself. She's trying to Don't, shout how me dare down. you? How well, Julianne, dare you? You shouted me Julianne, down. Julianne, you're gonna you have to give him down. the floor here because what, what, we only have a few seconds left. What he has yeah, nothing to say. This is coming from a woman who said that she wished that Jester Clarence Thomas would eat soul food and die from it. How can you have respect from this type of a person? She's an angry woman, and she's I'm not typical angry at all. of what's I'm going on in, in the black community. Your anger is and, overwhelming, and, Bill, and your self-hate. The one good thing about Bill Clinton, Reverend Peterson, Julianne Malvo, we're going to have to uh, continue this argument another time. I want to thank you both for joining us. Would you gentlemen care to order your dinners? Bet, babe, slide a piece of the pole to drink side, run the job. So, what is Ebonics or African American English? Linguists say it's descended from the language of slaves, and it has distinct features like the use of the word be to describe ongoing action, as in he be in school. The final consonant is frequently dropped. Best becomes best. Going becomes going. Sentence structure is often completely different from standard English, resulting in phrases like ain't nobody got no problem, and the th sound is replaced by a d sound. There becomes dare. They becomes day. There's no such thing in the, in the beginning as ebonics. I'm overcoming speaking improper English myself because I wasn't properly taught. And some lady, a white lady, as a matter of fact, heard me on the radio and she did, she wanted to help me speak properly. So she taught me phonics and I'm learning. I can see the words better. I can understand and I can read better. And I think this is a disgrace. It's, a, it's an outright disgrace that these black people would use these kids in this way. It is wrong. Yes. It is wrong. The reason that the children are failing in Oakland, again, because the parents are not teaching them, the teachers are not teaching them. What they are doing in the public school system, they have a social program. They are teaching our children how to be good homosexuals. They are teaching them how to have sex out of wedlock. They are teaching them how to have abortions without telling the parents. They are teaching them everything but academics. And if the teachers were to go back to academics, they can teach our children and change what's happening within the black community. Well, uh, we are going to have to leave our discussion there, Jesse Peterson. She should Peterson. be ashamed of herself. I.O. Harrington, well, you can take that up with her uh, at another time, Never perhaps. Never in this life. <laughs> we have to go I on. I can't tell you how many letters and calls we got about uh, the Reverend Peterson's remarks. They really struck a chord here. 
So let's walk through them. First of all, his thesis is that some black leaders, he names Jesse Jackson and Maxine Waters, exploit the um, dissatisfaction of African Americans for their own benefit. How would you answer that? I, I would answer that, Bill, by simply saying that what gives Reverend Peterson the right to, to express an opinion on behalf of all black America or most black Americans? What gives him the right to do that, Counselor, is that he's an American citizen. Correct. And he also has credibility because he works in one of the toughest neighborhoods in the country. And he does a lot of good. We check the Reverend out. Now, this is his opinion, and he's entitled to it. But, but I believe that the Reverend, and we're going to run another sound clip when we come back from a break, is trying to say that black people too long have blamed their problems on whites. And if they would take more responsibility for their situations, it would be better for everybody. That the, government, that the government can't help them if they don't help themselves. Well, excuse me, Mr. Bill O'Reilly, because I am a proud recipient of affirmative action. I went to UCLA Law School. I passed the bar the first time. It gives me access. And you know what? Notwithstanding that I have so-called made it, I haven't forgotten that a lot of African Americans have not had the opportunity and access. Do you think you'd be where you are today without affirmative action? Could you have made it without that? Let me think about that. No. You know why? Because affirmative action gave me access. Once I got access, Bill, I got into UCLA. I graduated. I took the same California State Bar that white, yellow, But you wouldn't have gotten into UCLA no, without it? absolutely not. Well, and you I didn't mean, have the grades in high I, school? Oh, I had a solid grade point average. But don't you know, Bill, like in the 60s and the 70s, 80s, they didn't allow minorities to get in. You tell me the reasons why. Because I don't know. Well, I'm but, not sure that that's the case at UCLA in the well, 60s, 70s, and 80s. I don't I'll, think there was a, a racial discriminatory I'm policy not, in place. For a long time, they have blamed racism for the problems in the black community. They have blamed slavery. They have said that we need welfare and affirmative action and more programs. And that if we had those things, then blacks should come around. But now, because of 83% of blacks supported Bill Clinton, it is clear to me that the problems in the black communities is the lack of moral values, the lack of character. And many, many blacks, including Bill Clinton, I hear that Bill Clinton is a black man. <laughs> if there was ever a time that we should deny a white man into the black community, this was the time. <laughs> <laughs> but but blacks are suffering and they're suffering because of the lack of character dr king and other blacks who have died so that blacks can be free they are turning over in their grave today they're 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 sad they weep at the ideas that we have not stood for justice we don't love america we should love america we should love our country I love America. I love it. I love it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else but here. I, 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 could, I could be in South Africa with Nelson Mandela and really be in trouble. Thank God I'm not. We must stand for what is good in order to overcome. When I, when I read the histories of the forefathers, men who built this country. The one thing that I noticed about them is that they loved God. They put him first in all things. And I'm not saying that they were totally perfect, 
in all that they have done, that they did, but they love what was right. And America was built on that. And we must come back to what is right. And we all know right from wrong. It's in our heart. And we must come back to that. Our issue today in this country is not between blacks and white. It is a warfare of good and evil. Good and evil. It is good and evil. And Bill Clinton represents evil, not good. Evil. Uh, evil. The NWCP is not concerned about morality when it comes to Bill Clinton. We're saying that that's not the top priority. Right. We do care about morality. But not concerning the president. Not but, uh, we hold the president at a, at a higher uh, constituents yeah. uh, that we feel that uh, there's more important issues that should be taken care of for us uh, making sure our welfare is there for the next century and some of the issues for us uh, education for our kids and having uh, uh, schools that's really proper for them to go in and be educated in those are the issues that we are really concerned about are you embarrassed as a black American that blacks put programs over character? No, not really. You're not uh, embarrassed? No, not embarrassed. Uh, you, might, not? you might feel that uh, it might have been wrong, but you, you can't feel embarrassed because uh, you got, you know, you got to live with the programs. But you don't have to live with character? Right. You know, <laughs> really? uh, uh, character is not a, a, a priority. And is that the way it should be? That's not the way it should be, but you got your priorities. You know, number one, you, gotta, have you, pay, your you, gotta, you, got, you have to, you know, like uh, be educated and you got to eat and you got to, you know, you got to be prosperous in life and stuff like that. And then you build your, all the other stuff as a base up under that. So you think that if we got money and jobs and that, then we'll get the character later? Well, not necessarily money if we, <laughs> if we got the education. That the character will come later? Right. Okay, then, Bill Clinton is an educated man, would you agree? We think so. He's a, he has degrees, he's a lawyer, right. he's the President of the United States. Mm -hmm. uh, he still lacked character. When will he be getting his character? <laughs> I, don't, I wouldn't say that he lacked character. You uh, everybody has skeletons in, in the closet. Do you think that if a you man... you look deep enough, you would have a couple. I got a lot of them, but when I... You can't point the finger at someone else. When I, had, when I was developing those skeletons, mm -hmm. I was an a immoral man. Right. You know, I was, you, could, you know, like Bill Clinton. Yeah. But I've changed, and so I, and I don't have any skeleton in my closet. So you were saying from that you're a 100% saint now? I'm not saying that I'm a saint, but I don't do those things. Yeah. You know, my character is more important to me than anything else. Mm hmm renewed today with a noisy protest in council chambers. This was the scene as the city council prepared for its daily meeting. The protesters are upset that Hernandez is still in office despite his conviction on drug charges. Demonstrators say their mission is simple. They want the councilman removed. The protesters were eventually escorted out of city council chambers. Hernandez, who was ordered to enter a drug program following his arrest, says he's been sober ever since. The committee says that's not enough. They will continue to collect signatures in hopes of forcing a recall election. How many of you live in the inner cities? How, may I see a show of hands of, of you who live in the inner cities that would be voting on this bill? 
None of you live in the inner cities. Okay. I want you to know that there are parents, there are mothers with no husbands in their homes who are living in the inner cities, who are law-abiding citizens, and if you take away their rights to bear arms, they will not be able to protect themselves from the gang members and anyone who decides that they want to break into their home or rob or kill or whatever. I've noticed that the people with the guns are the gang members. They are not the citizens in the city. And this is another attack on the citizens, on the innocents. I realize what has happened with you people is that you have failed to deal with the criminals. You don't know how to deal with them. And so what you're doing is coming after the good citizens and you go home at the end of the day feeling good about doing nothing. You think that you've done a job, so you pat yourself on the back. But what you're doing is hurting the citizens. We have a Second Amendment right to bear arms. Sir, you are out of order, okay? We have had testimony on both sides. The testimony took place. The votes were cast. Oh. So be it, sir, you're out of order. He has to be removed. I'd like to request that he... Sir, if you are going to... I would like to request that he be removed. Please, please be removed. Remove place. I've come before you on several issues that seem quite clear to me. I've come to realize that coming before most of you is like coming to evil and asking it to do good. I realize that most of you are prideful people. Some of you are homosexuals. Some of you lack the character and values that it takes to make good decisions. You're very selfish. This issue on domestic uh, partnership it's quite clear to me and most people who have character that two men and two women coming together in a fashion that they are is wrong. And for you to validate it is in essence uh, validating evil. And you're going to pay a price for that before you leave this earth. What? What, what, are you, what are you think at this people now? Why? Why are you stay here? Are you racist? Am I racist? Yeah. No, I'm not a racist. Why do you ask that? Well, why? Why, why is it that people who stand up for America and who want to protect our own borders, why are we always trying to be backed up with the racist thing? I'm standing here with a black man. If I was a racist, are this is racist? my brother right here. If I'm, if I'm standing with racist? him, how can I be a racist? Are I'll, you a racist? No. So why would you ask him if he racist? Well, let me let me see. What, why would you ask that question? What what why I you stand why here? And you why? Ask, you ask him because he's white and you want to get away with this racist remark. Are you a racist? No, no. So why do why is it that he a racist because he's standing up do for the like country? Do you like the peop, the Latin people? Do, do you ask, like do you like them? Do you no, like, no, no. Do you like them? Yeah, I, do you I like Latin America? people. Do you like America? Yeah. Then what's your problem? You should be out here picking in with us. That's a dumb question to ask. You're asking that question so you can use it on your program to make him look like a racist. Why don't you ask me am I racist? Because I'm black, right? I love America too, and I think these illegal aliens need to be shipped back to their country. So uh, why is that racist? You are racist for asking him that question. Thank you, Jesse. And you're Thank only you. doing it because he's white, and that's what you're going to show on, on your report tonight. You shouldn't play that kind of game. What kind of, that's a dumb question. Shame on you. <laughs>
You should be ashamed of yourself. Yes. You're in America take, taking advantage of all the benefits that America has to offer, and your only comment, oh, are you a racist? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Are you here legally? <laughs> are you? Sure. So you're a citizen. Here in the diverse city of Los Angeles, race relations are also testy to say the least, as the O.J. Simpson trial and the Rodney King beating proved. But who is at fault? With us now is Reverend Jesse Lee Peterson, founder and president of Bond, the Brotherhood Organization of a New Destiny, a national nonprofit organization that helps inner city families, of which the Reverend works on a daily basis. Now, it disturbs me that there is so much tension across the country between black and white. Yes. Can you put your finger on why? Well, the first thing, Bill, is that the black family is destroyed at this point, for the most part. But the primary cause of racism in our country today is uh, people like Jesse Jackson, the Reverend Jesse Jackson, and Maxine Waters, the NAACP, the Black Caucus, Louis Farrakhan, and Al Sharpton and others. They have brainwashed black people. For the last 40 years, they have taught them to hate to hate America, to blame their problems on white people. And now blacks are uh, angry. And for the most part, not all, of course, most of them are immoral and un-American. And that's why we're suffering. And until blacks understand that, it's not going to change. All right, let's walk through this. The people you mentioned, Jackson, uh, Maxine Waters, Sharpton, are heroes in many black communities. They, they have very big following. But yeah. you're saying that they're not doing good for the african-american community they're only heroes because most black don't really blacks don't really see what's going on when you're angry you can't see very clearly and so what jesse jackson and the other do is that they keep them angry by telling them you need affirmative action you need welfare you need program and if they don't get it they say well white america the white man doesn't want you to have it keeping you down and, and keep you down and, and as long as you're angry and whoever is controlling you with that anger you can't see the friend look like the enemy and the enemy looks like the friend do you believe jackson realizes what he's doing absolutely so you he think have to know it he knows let, it. let me show you a good example with his family they have a father and a mother they attend the best schools the best universities They're, his children are doing well for the, for the rest of black Americans, he offered them program. He offered them the worst public schools that you can ever imagine. So if he, if he thinks that he's doing the right thing, why don't he offer the black Americans the same thing that he's offered his family and himself? Because, but the rest of the population doesn't have the money that Reverend Jackson has for whatever reason. The Reverend's a millionaire. Um, what is the solution? for black America? What can African Americans individually do to improve themselves? Good question. The first thing they're going to have to do is pull away from group thinking. Most blacks are not able to think for themselves. I mean, in Los Angeles today, we have a problem with illegal aliens, and it's destroying the black community in, in the finance area, in health care, in the community. They're being pushed out of their homes, but because Jesse Jackson won't say anything about it, nothing is being done about it. So they need to start thinking for themselves. They need to put the fathers and mothers back in their homes so that they can be the example for their children and not the so-called leaders of our country. They need to speak up and think as individuals, love what's right. You know, Dr. King was a good example of what we all should pattern after. Dr. King loved God, he loved America, and he loved the family. And he was a free thinker. 
And as a result of that, he set a good example for all of us, and that's what we must come back to. Well, you're very inspirational, but are you realistic? Will African Americans break away from the pack thinking and reject immorality? Because that's the reason the family breaking apart. Alcohol, drugs, infidelity. You, ha you have to reject that. It doesn't yes. seem, and I'm broadly speaking here, but a lot of African Americans won't reject it. You know, uh, when we first started out nine years ago, we were outcasts. We were called nigger, Uncle Tom, a sellout, uh, that the white man is paying us off with standing up for what is right. And now nine years have gone by and we're starting to see many other black people coming around. They're starting to think Well, we themselves. have to have grassroots people like you. Yes. And I also want to amend my statement. It's not only African Americans, it's all people. But it's, it's too many of, of black people. 95% of black people support Bill Clinton, knowing that he's immoral, knowing that he's a liar, knowing that he's a right. lawbreaker. And the reason that they do, Bill, is because he is just like them. Well, he he represents them. And he also talks a good game. I think yeah. you have a shirt you want to give me here, Reverend? Bill, you're, the first, you're the first white man that I've seen in a long time to stand up for truth. And so well, what we have done... <laughs> thank you very much. We That's need more like nice you. So what we have done, and we want to give you one of our Bond t-shirts. I will wear it proudly. And say thanks for standing up for well, me. Well, thank you very much, Reverend. Right. It's I'll very nice to have you. And I didn't know you were going to do this. This isn't a setup. You no, just I walked know. in here with yeah, that. And I want to have you back on for a continuing this discussion. I, I would appreciate I'm very that. And you know, most of all, I'm impressed that you work every day down in the yeah. trenches. Thank well, you very much. you know, if they give up anger, they can get over the You're doing God's work. Jesse, thank you so Reverend, much. Reverend uh, Peterson, uh, nice job, sir. Even though uh, sure. we disagree, good fighting uh, style. Yeah, Jesse, what? That guy talked too much. You need to calm him down on that other talk. <laughs> Reverend Dr. Dyson, brother, not that guy. <laughs> don't depersonalize me. Good job, buddy. Good brother job. Jesse, how are you doing it? Thank you so Jesse, much. Thank you both. Jesse, don't depersonalize me, brother. I gave you respect, call you Reverend Peterson. Don't call me that guy. But you didn't let me in, and that was rude. Just say, Reverend Dr., you let me we in. We think it's up to you. Everybody, Everybody didn't call me that guy. You had a good chance to speak, right, sir. Yes. Thank you very much.